Welcome to today's episode of the Mint Door Podcast. Before we begin, we're excited to introduce you to Refresh, a transformative monthly training program designed specifically for dental professionals facing team conflicts, communication barriers, and burnout. This program is your key to unlocking a purpose-driven, fulfilling life both in and out of the dental office. Now, Refresh offers practical tools and strategies to overcome stress and barriers, helping you tap into your energy and activate your true potential. Our monthly sessions are tailored to guide you in embracing your journey and excelling in all aspects of life. Yeah, and there's more. Join our weekly open coaching sessions for deeper insights, peer connections, and expert advice. As life coaches with rich dental backgrounds, we're here to help you discover and confidently use your unique talents every day. You'll also gain unlimited access to our extensive library of recorded modules from Refresh and guest industry experts. This treasure trove of resources is at your fingertips to help you transition from a stagnant state to a flourishing life full of purpose and joy. Yeah. So Refresh, your catalyst for a transformative journey professionally and personally. So now, welcome to today's Mint Door podcast episode. We're thrilled to have you join us as we explore two simple yet powerful questions with our special guest, Dr. Laura Kalatz. Today, we will delve into the mind and experiences of our guest as we ask her to share her unique perspective on two fundamental questions. Yeah, these questions aim to provide you, our listeners, with valuable insights and guidance from someone who has achieved success and recognition in their industry. Whether you're just starting out in your career or a seasoned member of the dental industry, we're sure that Dr. Collat's perspective and advice will undoubtedly provide valuable insights and inspiration. So please sit back, relax, and get ready to gain valuable perspective as we dive into these two simple but powerful questions with Dr. Laura Collat's. And here first is a little bit about our guest. Yeah. So... Dr. Kalatz has a rich background as a dental hygienist since 1991 and later now as a dentist and practice owner, and she epitomizes resilience and transformation. Her journey, marked by a battle with complex PTSD, resonates deeply with the challenges many of us face in the demanding world of dentistry. And her story is not just about struggle. It's a narrative of rebirth and empowerment. From managing stress through deep breathing exercises to overcoming a health crisis that paused her career, Dr. Kalatz's experience is both inspiring and relatable. What sets her apart is her role as a certified laughter yoga instructor. This unique path has enabled her to turn adversity into strength, using joy and laughter as tools for wellness in our high stress profession. I hope we get to laugh during this episode. <laughs> so join us in welcoming Dr. Laura Collatz, a true embodiment of turning life's challenges into opportunities for growth. Let's dive into an inspiring session filled with insights and the transformative power of laughter with Dr. Collatz on the Mint Door Behind the Mask podcast. Welcome, Dr. Laura Collatz. Hey, Mint Door listeners, we are happy to bring you Dr. Laura Collatz. And Laura, thank you so much for being with us today. It's an honor, and I can't wait to get into this podcast with you. you. I'm excited to be here, fellow Laura. Yeah, right? <laughs> Hello, dentists. Yes, awesome. Hello. Yeah. Uh, you know, before we start, though, we've we've been visiting a little bit before we pushed record, and I've been intrigued by there's a fun, colorful wheel behind you, and I just got to know what it is. Mm-hmm. So that is that is my wheel of cheer. I'm gonna I'm gonna scooch back and go get it. Okay. It's it's my firm belief that we need to celebrate every moment we can in life, and in as many goofy ways as possible. 
So, let's feel the wind. Spin the wheel up here. And see what the mint door gets on yeah. the wheel of cheer. We got snaps, baby. So, okay. Snaps, baby. Snaps, baby. <laughs> I love it. What are some of the other ones, just for fun? So, we have hip, hip, hooray. We have high fives. We have standing ovation. We have my favorite, which is silly dancing. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one kind of dancing, right? <laughs> Interpreting silly dancing, standing ovations, golf claps, and giggling. Nice. So I'm always on the lookout for different ones to to, to put back in there. Oh, that's, cool. that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that with us. How often do you use it? Do you use it? So I try to use it daily. Okay. Nice. This comes to work. We use it for our staff meetings. I try to just celebrate everything every day. Awesome. Thank yeah. you. Yay. Yay. It's, so nice. it's so <laughs> nice to learn ways that people have to spread joy, put people at ease, and maybe reduce tensions that go on in a, a dental office every day. Now, we wanted to like jump right in to our questions with you today, Laura. And, you know, we thank you in advance for we know that you're going to be vulnerable. What insecurities have you hidden behind that professional mask that we wear? And how have they shaped who you are today? It's a big question. You know, it really is. I just had a weekend full of self-reflection. So it's just, I think my answers might even be different than they were, say, last week. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought I had to do everything perfectly every single time it happened or I couldn't do it at all. That's been the prevailing theme for my whole life. I had a guitar that sat in the closet for a decade because I couldn't play it. Of course I couldn't play it. I never took it out of the closet. And I finally took lessons and I told my teacher, I was like, you need to teach. You need to give me a time frame. Tell me how long it's going to hurt my fingers. Tell me how quick I'm going to be able to play something that I know so that I won't give up because I have an attention span that's about that big. And having that tiny little goal, that little just next, that that best next thing to do, that was really helpful. I always thought I had to smile all the time and be accommodating. I always thought I had to make everybody happy. And that, that led to just my, my whole body breaking. <laughs> <laughs> you can only make everyone but yourself happy for so long and then then there's just nothing left for you. You know? <laughs> about six years ago now, about five, 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 five and a half years ago, I my blood pressure was completely out of control. I couldn't eat. I love food. I love food. Okay. And I couldn't eat. It <laughs> was like when you were pregnant. And, and you think all day about the one thing that you want from a restaurant, it's your favorite thing, and you order it and you take two bites and you're like, no, can't do that, sorry. And that got just progressively worse over the course of years. And I was in a terrible state of depression, anxiety, and it turns out that my body was in fight or flight all the time. I was mm -hmm. in a constant state of PTSD flashback all the time. And eventually I had to step away from my practice. And that was terrifying. It's one thing to, to break your leg 
and know you're going to be in a cast for X amount of time. That's a whole other thing to break your brain mm-hmm. and your mm-hmm. nervous system. There's no cast for that. They can't tell me how when I'm going to be better. If type A me is just going to worry about it. <laughs> so, you know, as we do when, when, when we break something, as I do, I want to learn about it. So I started reading and reading and reading. I've read about neuroplasticity and I, I read about how our thoughts create our feelings, create our actions. And the more I learned about how it all works, the more I realized that I was the one in charge. Mm. And mm. You know, I'm extremely grateful now that my breakdown happened before COVID. <laughs> I, I handled that so much better than I think I would have. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I turned, it turned out that I took a month off in the month of August. And then the next year, I magically decided to take a vacation for my 50th birthday in the month of July. So that's actually how my summer vacations started happening. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a, as you tell that story, my question is there would have been a time where you didn't outwardly show that you were struggling. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. But yet to leave your practice, you had to. It had to come out into the open. How did you get to that point? Because there'll be other people who are listening to this who feel oh, yeah. in a so similar situation. Until it's, until it's this far gone. Because yeah. this, was, this was bad. I, I drank a lot. Every, I drank every night. And I am a good enough, creative enough doctor that I know how to talk doctor to my doctors. Mm-hmm. And I had access to a lot of medication that I probably should not have had access to. I didn't know who to talk to, how to talk to anyone. And I also had been in, okay, so trigger warning here, guys. I was also in complete denial that I had been assaulted. Complete denial. Never happened. It had to have been my fault, 100%. And what happened with me was my jaw locked up for you dentists listening. I was in a closed lock on my left side. Mm -hmm. And I could rotate. I couldn't translate. And my office manager said, well, go to the doctor, damn it. <laughs> and, uh, and I did, which turned into a team of heroes. Mm-hmm. I had a biofeedback doctor. I had a trauma doctor. I had a psychiatrist. I had a physical therapist. And then a friend offered to try hypnotherapy with me. Mm-hmm. So it turns out that when you have trauma that you've not acknowledged, that's your nervous system trying to hide something from your nervous system. And that's why it took my body that long to break was I was legit lying to myself the entire time I was conscious and the entire time I was asleep, I was trying to figure out how to reconcile all this stuff. And when he hypnotized me, when he tried, I couldn't find a safe place. I couldn't find a safe memory. I couldn't find a safe anything in my whole head. And One minute I'm breathing, and the next minute I am scrambling to get out. I'm scrambling into the back of the chair like a scared rabbit. And after that, it took, uh, let's see, that was the end of May. The month that I took off was August. It took about that long for all my memories to start crumbling and all the things that I lied to myself about for my whole life to not make any sense anymore. And since your memory is muscle memory, all medic memory is kinetic. 
like I, I was my my doctor memory was okay, but my gross motor skills started to be affected. Mm-hmm. I I had difficulty with balance, and I, don't wait, just don't wait, mm-hmm. <laughs> please. That month that I was out of work, I didn't know what was going to happen, and. I think all of that was made more complicated by by the fact that I had spinal injuries in, as a child also or as a as an adolescent but mm-hmm. <sighs> wow well thank you for sharing that I I really appreciate how you do share your story and that you don't leave anything out you you really share it and I think that's really important because I feel in our profession like you said that perfectionism that having to have that persona of I've got it, I'm good, I can handle it. I'm right, on the outside, it looked like I had this perfect life. Mm-hmm. I had the doctor house and I had the job in the small town. And people say, hey, doc, when I walk down the street. And it should have been amazing. Mm-hmm. It was nowhere near amazing. It didn't feel amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It felt like one big lie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and there, that's your nervous system, trying to put one over on your nervous system. That's an interesting way to put it. I, I have not heard that before. So thank you for sharing that. So, you know, here you are now on the other side, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. But here you are now on the other side. I'm curious, what what would you say to your younger self now that you have this perspective? Because that might help somebody that maybe is a little bit behind you in this this journey. Hmm. You are a hundred percent not alone. Mm. I got your back. Honestly, so it's funny that you asked that question because the therapy that I did was EMDR and I went back and I comforted little bitty me. And that's exactly what I told her. I was like, girl, I got you. Mm-hmm. And hmm, what else would I say to myself? You know, I don't know. Mm. Not supposed to say, I don't know on an interview. There's no right answer Mm-mm. and it's okay to not know. Mm-hmm. But now I'm going to think about that. So I appreciate that question. Yeah. yeah. Were there any like oh. early warning signs that you, you look at now and you go, Oh, 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 my blood pressure, hundred percent. My, 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 my diet falling way off and just not ever feeling like eating hundred percent. Hmm. Hmm. I started, first, I was in a terrible gaslighting relationship during all of this as well. And I started like walling myself off from friends. Mm. I started withdrawing. I started not wanting to go out, not wanting to do anything. Mm. It was very normal to just stay in bed all day and scroll on the phone or flip on the, or have the TV on and scroll on the phone and have the computer in front of me and distract myself in 8 million ways. I was the busiest, not busy person. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, to go back to that trigger thing, because I know you guys are trauma informed. The next morning, the, after I was assaulted, my good, sweet, well-meaning friend said, took me by the arm and said, he didn't rape you, did he? <sighs> mm-hmm. Well, you don't ask like that. <laughs> Because, mm-hmm. of course, the answer is no. Mm-hmm. 
And it's really still challenging for me to for me to look at it that way because I have this capacity to see things from all of the all the sides. Mm-hmm. But assault was definitely something that happened. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know, having conversations about exactly what happened and how did it happen and how are you feeling right now? Mm-hmm. You know, that'd mm-hmm. be good. Mm-hmm. I I was really impressed at at the Do conference this year. Excuse me. Oh, let me grab my overly large teacup. Yes. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Because I am magical and delicious. We had, we practiced conversations this year. Mm -hmm. That was huge. Mm -hmm. God, I wish somebody had done that for me. Mm -hmm. I wish somebody had made me practice that. Mm -hmm. That was a skill that I did not learn until I was 50. Mm You know, that's such an interesting, I I just love this because I feel like we gloss over so much. We, when we have conversations, we, we spend a lot of time, just like you say, you're the, the most busy, busiest, non-busy person. Not busy person. Yeah. Conversations, we, we say a lot or we talk a lot, but we don't really say a lot. Like we hit on all the stuff, the weather, the kids, the. We talk about our circumstances a lot. Mm-hmm. We talk about we talk... our current now and what's wrong with it. Yeah, but we don't really dive in ever. And so I think it's really good that practicing, I think we get out of practice with it. Mm-hmm. And so you're right, practicing that and even just having, you know, gosh, will you just listen to me? I'll try to fix it. Just listen. Just listen. <laughs> I'm just going to like spew a bunch of stuff. And will you just listen? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So thank you for bringing that up because I think that I think too, as busy professionals, we're very busy and we're constantly looking for that next achievement. And sometimes we don't stop long enough to know even we forget how and we, and when we do stop, we don't know what to do. You know what my biggest achievement to date is? In my in my mind, in my opinion, and I graduated with honors. I got into hygiene school on the first try. I graduated from Carolina with honors. I've I've been a successful practice owner for 13 plus years now, right? I can meditate for an hour. Mm -hmm. I can hold still. Do you know how you do know how hard that is? (laughs) Took me a really long time. Mm-hmm. That is learning how to manage my mind has been profoundly one of, one of the most challenging and rewarding things that I've ever learned how to do. And I can cut a quick crown. <laughs> <laughs> Multi-talented. I know. I know. I I I love that that's your your crowning achievement. No pun intended there. Yeah. But because, and I think that it's coming out more and more, but that really is the foundation of how we create our lives. <laughs> we think it's all everything we do, right? But it's not the doing. Or what we, yeah. Yep. So, all right. So you kind of walked us through that time. Mm-hmm. And it brought you to a place where you got in to learning about laughter. 
So I'd it's love true. to go into this. It's true, right? So I started out learning, learning about all the neurosciencey stuff. Back in 2018, one of the things my trauma therapist suggested was, was laughter yoga. And I didn't even Google it. I was like, yeah, yeah, great, sure. And because you know, when you feel miserable, there's this comforting safety in feeling miserable. Mm-hmm. And it's easier to just stay feeling miserable. So I kind of just filed that away in the back of my brain. And then, you know, COVID happened. And now all of a sudden I can take a class by somebody taught in India. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, well, let me just see what this is. And I found out. So my philosophy is if you can learn more about it, learn more about it. And when I was trying to get back into dental school, my thought process was, well, I'm going to be 40 anyway. I might as well be a doctor. So when I found out that I could just take laughter yoga for four weeks or I could take it for eight weeks and be able to teach it, I was like, well, I'll just do that. <laughs> so what I love about, about laughter yoga is it bypasses the thought. It's retraining your nervous system on a body, on a somatic level. So what we do with laughter yoga is we initiate laughter as an exercise. It feels super awkward at first. And with eye contact and a little bit of childlike playfulness, it's going to catch. And then you're just going to laugh. Your body and your brain don't know the difference. (laughs) So if you laugh for as little, it takes between 45 and 90 seconds for your body to start making serotonin and dopamine. If we look each other in the eye, or you do it in the mirror, or you hold up your phone, and you film yourself doing it, then you'll get oxytocin too, which is, you know, the I love you chemical. So it's not laughter because we're watching funny videos. It's laughter without jokes, comedy, or humor. And you know, it's called laughter yoga because we, we try to prolong the exhale. And the idea is, is we're moving, we're moving the air. Mm-hmm. So instead of with traditional yoga where, yoga where we pose and we breathe, mm-hmm. we pantomime normal circumstances. A lot of times I pantomime triggering circumstances and I laugh with people because mm-hmm. if you can get your body to go, oh, don't do the thing, <laughs> then that's huge. Mm-hmm. So, All right. So can you give us an example of a triggering circumstance that we could laugh about? I can. I can. <laughs> Are we going to do it? Can we do it? Yes. Okay. I'm a little scared. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to teach you two of my favorite laughter yoga exercises. This first one is is the triggering one. Okay. Okay. So you're going to hold your hands up. This only works if you laugh with me, ladies. Okay. 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 So please, please laugh with me. We're we're a recovering perfectionist too. So we're going to try and do this. All right. All right. I promise you're going to feel amazing when this is over. So in my hand here, in our hands here, we have our our pretend credit card bill. And it's, it's really bad. Okay. So in a minute, in a minute, we're going to open up our, our credit card bill and we're going to show it to each other and we're going to laugh. Okay. And it's bad. Okay, so ready? Okay. It's bad. Oh. They're really bad. Yoga, we, we clap finger to finger, palm to palm, and we say, Very good, very good, 
Yay! So let's do that. Okay. Very, very, good. very good. Very, very good. good. Yay! Oh, shit, this is a power pose. We stand here because it just brings all these great feelings to you. Now, when I teach this, I have people go around the room and we all show each other, pretend, pretend credit card bills. It's a little harder on Zoom, but I try to make sure everybody has enough time to eyeball everybody else. And the next time you open your credit card bill, your body's going to go, oh, yeah, serotonin. It's not that bad. <laughs> it's better than feeling like physically sick when you look at your credit card. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that the idea there is I'm trying to deactivate, deactivate a body mm-hmm. feel. Mm-hmm. I have other exercises for trying to activate a better body feel. Mm-hmm. Because you can't get, you know, from crappy to awesome. There's baby steps in between. Right. Right. You know, I noticed, though, if I could reflect that as we continued, I i mean, I did start to feel a lot better. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. You know, I was a little nervous to do it. I didn't know what you were going to have us do. And then I did feel that moment of, oh, crap, that bill sucks. And, yeah. you know, I really did have that feeling. And so, but as we continued to laugh and see each other laugh, I felt better. Excellent. Yay. So there's something that takes over automatically. Mm-hmm. You start it, it has to be a very intentional, I'm going to laugh and make I'm myself laugh. laugh. But then after a while, mm-hmm. it doesn't take long until your brain is just copying other people, getting in, like, and then it just self potentiates, doesn't it? So thank you, mirror neurons. Yes. Mm-hmm. And because of mirror neurons, even if you don't participate, but you just watch. Mm, you get it one of one of my sons helps me set up when i teach locally but he doesn't actually join in that's okay he's getting some of it (laughs) Mm -hmm. but yes and when you activate your your diaphragm you activate your parasympathetic nervous system Mm -hmm. and when you're laughing you can't think thoughts meditative process Mm -hmm. so so it's meditative too absolutely Because, okay, I'm curious, because you do this now so often, you teach it, it's part of your life. Do you laugh easier all the time now? I laugh easier every day. And I try to laugh intentionally now every Mm -hmm. day. And I won't lie, I skip a lot of days. My, I have a WhatsApp group and we check in with each other and we try to laugh. We, (laughs) we, We try to, we try to do a video. It's funny. The, in order to get my certification, one of my requirements was to film myself doing all the exercises and upload it to the group. So no shy. And then I was also encouraged to laugh for one minute every day for 40 days. Because, mm-hmm. you know, 40 days to have it. And one minute is, is, is good. It takes between 45 seconds, 40, 45 and 90 seconds to start dumping out serotonin and dopamine. And the logic there is that when you laugh, you change yourself. And when you change yourself, you change the world. Mm. So the name of the challenge is the one minute laughter exercise for world peace. <laughs> and I try to, I try to just do it and I can, I can breathe in and I can get like a really good bit of air out after about 15 seconds. And then have to, it's that next deep breath in and you're like, Oh God, I still have to laugh. <laughs> and, I, and I'm not really triggered yet. And then I just keep going and keep going. And it's harder by yourself. It's really hard when you feel like crap. Mm-hmm. It is. 
And sometimes it's probably the most important time to do it, right? It is the perfect time to do it. Mm -hmm. So I do this in my practice, especially lately. I've seen a big, a big increase with people's blood pressures lately, people Mm -hmm. coming in with uncontrolled high blood pressure. And maybe it's because we're paying more attention post COVID. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But I mean, I've got a lot of people that I'm like, dude, you need to go to the ER. How are you walking? Wow. And I've had a lot of folks that I'll just sit down and I'll breathe with them and I'll try to just do box breathing mm-hmm. or, you know, four, seven, eight breathing with them. And then some of them, if I get them to play with me, we'll laugh mm-hmm. and I'll teach them, I'll teach them three or four exercises and I'll grab a staff member because it's really awkward feeling. <laughs> but we'll all, then we'll gather around in the operatory and then we'll take their blood pressure again and their, their diastolic will be down by 10 points. Mm-hmm. Amazing. That's so powerful. It, 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 yeah, it's fast. I mean, Norman Cousins, when he was diagnosed, I believe it was, I don't remember what, what his cancer was, but he was, di- he was diagnosed and not given long to live. He decided he was going to go, go watch funny stuff on TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot to be said for laughter as, as medicine. Mm-hmm. I love that you're passing that on to your patients and, and really then showing them the science, like showing them their blood pressure before showing them after, like, that's very probably that probably cements it in their, in their life that, oh, this is something that easy free that I can employ in my life. Yeah. You're sharing laughter with, it sounds like local groups, you do it online with your patients and we, and if people follow you on social media, if they don't already, they should do because you're also sharing some of this magic of laughter yoga and lots of other things in tropical destinations and in destinations around the U.S. So tell us a little bit about that and what our audience yeah. could so participate in. So after first vacation that was horrifying, <laughs> I, I took another vacation and it was pretty bad because I had never traveled by anywhere far by myself. And, and then the year after that was COVID and I had hired an, an associate, even though the numbers did not bear out that I needed one, I decided I needed the, the help. And my stress level was way, way high. And I was very snappy. And she said to me, Doc, I really think you need to take a vacation. Mm -hmm. And I pushed back and I said, fine, I'll take a couple days. Doc, you need to take two weeks. And she was so right. Mm -hmm. She said to me, you're going to take the first 10 days trying to relax. And yeah. It was the first time I had been away from my practice for any length of time. And I took two weeks and I really enjoyed the hell out of the last two days. (laughs) But I decided I didn't, I decided I wanted to keep doing that. Right. So I got back and I was so much more clear headed. I had a meeting with my office manager the next day and she said, okay, can we please schedule next year's vacation right now? And I was like, yes, ma'am, let's do that. And so the next year I drove down the coast of Oregon in a convertible. Mm-hmm. And the year after that, I decided on a tropical destination and I invited 10 of my adult friends and four of them came. I was able to teach laughter yoga on Water Island, which is right off the coast of St. Thomas, where it is stunning one day and beautiful the next. And you just can't go wrong. Mm-hmm. I was That was my largest grown up vacation to date because I had somebody minding my shop for me. and. That's when it hit me. You got to get out of your head to get out of your head and put new stuff in. I mean, you need to let out what is not serving you. 
And if you can do that, surrounded by beautiful scenery and doing new things that you've never done before, what a great way to cement, to start cementing a new habit. What a great way to let go of all the crap that you're carrying around, right? So I hosted my first retreat in November Mm -hmm. and took a group of women to a private villa, the coast of Puerto Rico on a little island called Vieques. And we, we explored mindfulness. We journaled. We bonded with each other. I was, we, we sang badly, loudly, and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. And we, we got to go kayaking on the bioluminescent bay in these glass bottom kayaks. It was the night before the new moon. So it was as dark as it was, we could have done it. And you stick your hand in the water and, and it glows in the dark. That was beyond magical for me. But it's my goal now to, to help people have magical experiences, help them, you know, figure out how to be happier. Mm-hmm. I'm tons happier now that I go on vacation. Right. <laughs> I didn't go on vacation for the first eight years that I owned my office. Mm-hmm. I can't leave. What would they do? <laughs> Guess what? They are so much happier when I come back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I love how your office manager supported you and said, okay, let's schedule the next one. Like that was a very affirming, you know, support from her. And so you're right. And I think you are so correct that a lot of people don't feel they can leave and then are scared because maybe they haven't traveled for a long time. And, you know, we are post COVID. So if you haven't traveled, since that, it can be a little scary. So I love that you bring that, hey, it was scary for me. This is what I've learned. I can help you get more comfortable quicker and have a good time too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, and on, and here's the thing, what I'm trying to do now is just incorporate every retreat I've ever been on and take all the good stuff that I like and just, just use that. So it's my goal to have an intimate, I don't ever want more than a dozen people. You can't get to know a lot of, a lot of people, like mm-hmm. 10 people. And I don't want to have to think about food. Y'all don't have to think about food. I got you. I got your transportation. I got your food. And I have, I have one amazing, something awesome, cool that we're going to do. <laughs> and we're going to have plenty of downtime. Mm-hmm. That was a, that was a big must in, in, mm-hmm. in my book here. Because how many of times do you go to a conference and the, this amount of the city that you see is the Uber ride. Mm-hmm. Yep. From the, huh? mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I've seen of Dallas? The cab ride. Yep. Yeah. And I yep. hate that. I want to yep. see these places. Yeah. So the idea is we, we do, we do hard stuff, this kind of hard stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, we do intention setting. We, we dream. Mm-hmm. You know, I ask them, hard like well, the first night I ask everybody I ask people today go my staff's working on vision boards this month so I asked them today I was like what do you want if nothing you wanted was bad or wrong mm-hmm. what would you want mm-hmm. three to five years has passed what do you want mm-hmm. what makes your heart happy what makes you go oh, that <laughs> you know so I'm looking at locations in the U.S. Mm-hmm. thinking about I'm thinking about Colorado and you guys said thank you so much for for that earlier I'm thinking about Colorado in July and I'm 
thinking about maybe North Carolina or or Maine in August. And then the big surprise is I'm going to be hosting seven days in Bali. Sorry, I said Bali. <laughs> seven days in Bali at the end of October, beginning of November. And again, I've got your food. I've got all the things. Just, just come yeah. and be. Just mm-hmm. come and be. Let go of what you don't need. And pick up what you need. Uh, I want to go right now. So if... <laughs> If somebody's listening and they're curious, they're like, yeah, this sounds, this sounds like I want to, I want to learn more. I want to explore what's the best way to get a hold of you. What's the best way to learn more about you? All that. The best way to learn more about me. Oh gosh. I am the laughter fairy on social. I'm laughter dot fairy on Insta. And I think I might be just laughter fairy on Facebook Mm -hmm. and it is the laughter fairy.com. Which is currently not updated with Bali, but hold tight. We're okay. <laughs> and other than that, I'm just Laura Colatz. You can find me, Laura Ann. And there's not a lot of Colatzes out there. So mm-hmm. not a nice, unique name. Yeah, I'm just, I'm so excited about this. And the feedback that I got from the last retreat, I mean, it was a big step out of these ladies' comfort zones. And I get that. I do. And I asked, I asked Sunny. So what would you tell somebody else She's, if, if they were, you know, hemming and hawing? She's like, oh, my God, just do it. <laughs> because you'll just, you'll feel so much better. I I wish I'd done, there, that's there. That's what I would tell younger me. God, I wish I'd done that sooner. Mm-hmm. I wish I'd gotten rid of the stuff that didn't serve me sooner. Mm-hmm. I wish I'd stood up for myself sooner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. So I think, we, cool. I think we all live two lives and the second one starts the minute we realize we only get one mm-hmm. <laughs> yep Ooh, like that's, going. that's a like, mic I, drop I really, quote what's that that's a mic drop quote that was a, a nice quote <laughs> that was a good quote that's going on the the, the assets for the the podcast for sure <laughs> like uh-huh <laughs> well, i'll take credit for that i don't know where i heard it but i'll take credit for it. awesome awesome it up but i did hear it so far I promised you one more laughter exercise. Yes. Let's end with that. Yeah. So I need you guys to laugh because I'm going to be talking through part of this. So just, just trust me. Okay. Okay. This is my favorite exercise for dentists. This works both sides of your brain and Mm. both sides of your body somatically. Okay. Okay. So this is hand washing. How many crap thoughts can go through your brain while you're washing your hands? I've done this exercise. I've like done a done a speech where I'm, I'm pretending and they're spitting stuff out at me. No, 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 no. Okay, so we're gonna pretend to wash our hands. Okay. And while you while we're all laughing, I'm gonna inter- interject some things. Okay, so here we go. We're gonna make some sound effects. <laughs> this is the good wash. Ready? So you back your hand. <laughs> your pinky. <laughs> Get under your nail. Do the next finger. <laughs> Do the social finger. <laughs> Do your index finger. Back your hand again. <laughs> and, then, and now you're going to do the next hand, okay? Okay. <laughs> 
how easily my time out now. <laughs> my cheeks get sore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're gonna rinse our hands off. <laughs> Take them off. All right. Very good. Very good. Very good. Very good. Yay! Yay. So, even if you just did that exercise one time, hmm? that will stay with you for at least a month. Every time you wash your hands, your body's going to go serotonin. Because that's a whole lot less threatening than looking at the scary credit card bill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. How many times a day do you wash your hands? As a oh, my gosh. So all many. Of yeah. All of the times. <laughs> Just, yeah. So this is a really easy body hack. <laughs> my cheek. Easy body hacks. Yeah, okay. So, you know what I think about, right? It, I go right there is, you know, as a dentist, when you be washing your hands and that patient sitting in the chair and they say, you know, nothing personal, doc, but I hate the dentist. I mean, just like, just go into your laughter. <laughs> yep, yep. Something I try to do. One of my, one of my clients, my laughter clients told me that, that she does this. I try to do a lot of segment and tension. And before I walk through the threshold into the room. I just, I pause briefly at the, at the door to the operatory and I tell myself, this is going to go great. Mm -hmm. It's going to go great. Mm -hmm. Because if you tell yourself it's going to be terrible, it's going to be terrible. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. why would you tell yourself that? Tell yourself it's going to be awesome. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm, you guys know that I I think, you know, I'm in in the process of selling my mom's house Mm -hmm. and I've decided it's going to be easy and fun. Nice. Mm -hmm. Why would I want it to be anything but easy and fun? Right, right. So powerful. So powerful. Wow. You know, thank you. This has been an absolute delight. And I know that our listeners are going to find all sorts of pearls and encouragement from this podcast. So thank you for sharing. Thanks for going through the hard stuff with us and showing us how that it's possible, you're not alone, and you can create the life you want. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I love you guys both so much. I hope you both mm-hmm. know that. Yeah. We we really love you right back. So yeah. my cheeks hurt now. I know. <laughs> now, now I need a little massage, but <laughs> it's usually it's my cheeks and my abs. Yeah. We you have know, another exercise that I teach, but it, that always makes your abs hurt. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> You know, I'd rather my cheeks hurt though from laughing than clenching. So uh-huh. let's let's mm-hmm. leave it there. Hundred <laughs> percent. Awesome. All right. Well, everyone, know that we will make sure all the show notes include all the information, so you can find Dr. Laura Collette's and everything about her laughter, everything about her retreats. And once again, thanks so much. Thank you, listeners. We know, you know, we adore you as well. So thanks for being with us today. And we'll see you on the next episode of the Mint Door Podcast. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> awesome.